Hello, hello. Hey, everybody. <laughs> welcome back to The Sinful Ladies. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's The Sinful Ladies Show. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've lost our minds. <laughs> oh, honey, I think we lost our minds a long time ago. I'm not sure we ever really had them. True, true. But you know what? I think that's why our gentlemen love us. Mm-hmm. I, I think so. Mm-hmm. So I'm Lady Croft. And I'm Sin. And together we're the Sinful Ladies. Yeah, yeah. So, welcome yeah. back everybody. This is episode 25. Like, like, 25 episodes. Like, this is kind of crazy. I know, right? It's it's great. I'm enjoying it. I hope I, mean, I hope everybody else is. And if not, well, I'm sorry, but I am. <laughs> right? Well, I mean, seriously, the, the next episode, 26 episodes, is literally, we've been doing this for half a year. At that point. Doesn't seem like it. No, it doesn't. It really, it seems like it's flown by. But Mm -hmm. then again, I mean, what's that phrase? Like, you know, time flies when you're having fun. Right. Mm -hmm. So, because really that's that's what this is. I mean, exactly. Yeah. I am super excited because this week we are going to be going to the Club OKC Pool Party. Mm -hmm. So, by the time this airs, everyone, we will be down. At the pool party. Exactly. And OKC. So if you all haven't gotten your tickets, you need to go get your tickets and come out and party with the sinful ladies and kinky from your mind. And I mean, by the time this actually airs, it's going to be one of those things where it's in the middle of the week. Like, right. come on, come on out, come on down. You're the next contestant on the sinful ladies. <laughs> um, <laughs> so so if that's the case, get your butts down there, even if it's just for the Saturday night party. Exactly. The Saturday night party is going to be amazing, y'all. Like, mm-hmm. I am super excited. I got some fucking sexy ass dresses that I'm going to wear and then probably take off and then jump in the pool because it's a pool party. Come on. Is there, is it a a dress that I haven't seen yet? No, it's a dress you've seen. Oh, okay. Well, I don't, I don't have very many sexy dresses. We need to figure this out. (laughs) We will. We will figure that out eventually, Mm -hmm. but not today, unfortunately. But after, if you can't make it out to the club pool party this week, you have then a few, t- a little bit of time, just a yeah. little bit. Yeah, you've got you've got a few weeks, not terribly long, but you know, like six or seven weeks, and then we will be down in Florida for Pod Bash. Yes, I am so fucking excited about that. I cannot wait. I am too. I am. I'm really excited because it's going to be like the first vacation that Gabe and I have like taken like without the kids in a really long time, like since so, your honeymoon. Since our honeymoon. Well, well, I mean, we took vacations before that, like him and I, okay. before like our oldest was born. But yeah, since our, since our kids have been around, yeah, we, we've never taken a vacation without them. So this, this is going to be fun. Yes. It's going to be a ton of fun. So it's October 21st, 22nd, 23rd. And, and what day is the most important day? Um, October 22nd is the most important day <laughs> because of that is my birthday. So come down to Secrets Hideaway in Kiss Me, Florida. Celebrate Pod Bash with us. Celebrate mm-hmm. my birthday with us. <laughs> if you buy me a shot, I may or may not accept it. I will tell you that now because I'm not <laughs> going to get as drunk as I did last year. I'm not going to top my escapades from last year, everybody. Like Don and Sin keep telling me that, oh no, you're going to get so drunk that, you know, we're not going to be, we're going to tease you about something else for a whole, for a whole nother year because they've been teasing me now for a year because Last year on my birthday, I got so drunk, I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine, just call me an Arbor. <laughs> just call me an Arbor, it's fine. Yeah. So anytime you hear 
either of them on Kinky Frame of Mind or on our podcast refer to an herber, <laughs> just know they are poking fun of Lady Croft. Yes. So, but yeah, no, definitely get your tickets, get your rooms booked now because they're going quick. Yes. You know, come out, party with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a poker run. Um, We were talking about the the pink party and the lingerie Mm -hmm. party. I mean, it's just, it's going to be a ton of fun, guys. It's just going to be one big party. I need to find lingerie. I don't, I I have some old stuff. I don't want to wear old stuff and I don't really wear a lot of stuff. Right. I mean, like, I don't feel like I need to showcase it because it's just going to come off anyway. Right. So like, I don't really wear it. Yeah. Like, like I, I'm just wearing it so you can see it for like three seconds and then take it off me. <laughs> hmm. Like, like, let me just be naked for you. Here you go. <laughs> you like to be naked. Though. I, I do. I like to be naked, especially in front of the people I love. Mm-hmm. I mean, as long as you're comfortable, that's all that matters. Exactly. Exactly. So if you guys have not already, please also check out fullswapradio.com. You can listen to us every Thursday afternoon and evening. Mm -hmm. And you can also listen to a whole bunch of other sexy podcasts that are out there. Bedroom Bliss, Swinging Flamingos, Front Porch Swingers, Crazy Truth. There's a bunch of awesome podcasts that are out there yes a lot i mean there's something that i, I can't like, even keep track of like i can't even name them all like those are just a handful of mm-hmm. the ones that are out there but i mean seriously there's a podcast for everyone right. out there so i mean if you are looking for other podcasts if you completely caught up with ours and you're like hmm you know i don't know who i want to listen to turn on fullswapradio.com and check out and see who's who's playing we're on every thursday but they're yes. they're on seven days a week so turn it's, it on figure it, it yes out. definitely so so, yeah. Well, so, with all of our mm, other stuff out of the way. All of our fun stuff. All of our fun stuff out of the way. Mm-hmm. Today's topic is a little more serious, but we're going to kind of end on a lighter note. Yeah. Um, so the topic we're going to talk about today kind of ties into our topic that we talked about last week. Yeah. Um, so last week, you know, we talked about triggers and um, what triggers are. Um, how do you kind of deal with those triggers, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, this week we're going to talk about spiraling. Yes. And we're not talking about the urban dictionary definition of spiraling. Because <laughs> Let me that, read that one. That would be a, f- that, that would definitely be a fun episode to talk about. <laughs> Let me read the urban dictionary of spiraling. It is the sexual act of rotating on the dick in a fluid motion without interrupting penetration, resembling that of a gymnast. So basically, a sit and spin. Basically, mm-hmm. so yeah. No, Don's not... favorite thing. <laughs> exactly, Don's favorite thing. Sit and spin. Woo! Yeah. So we're not going to be talking about that kind of spiraling today. Um, the spiraling that we're going to be talking about um, is uh, spiraling that's linked with anxiety or mental depression, health. mental health. So, you know, of course, I like to go to the dictionary to see what's actually out there and how they say it. So, mm-hmm. um, it is. Something impulsive or something that is under stress that instantly you start feeling ashamed or embarrassed, which turns into frustration, anger, despair, and anxiety. The more intense the feelings are, the more negative thoughts you have, and the more you spiral down into an emotional distress, which then, which I find this part funny, inflict, uh, you inflict your, on yourself with your ADD brain, ADHD brain. Uh-huh. So those of you who have ADHD, ADD, spiraling is a huge 
thing. Mm-hmm. And it happens to us all the time. Not just like negatively. It happens just with anything. Because mm-hmm. I'll be sitting here and thinking about, oh, hey, look, there's a water bottle. Oh, hey, that water bottle's empty. That means I need to throw it away in the trash. Oh, hey, I need to take the trash out to the curb. Oh, wait, hey, I need to make sure that all of the trash is cleared out of the basement and taken out to the curb as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, but if I'm going to clean the basement, then that means that I need to make sure I deep clean the carpet. And then that means... And so on and so Mm -hmm. forth. Mm -hmm. So a a few signs that, you know, maybe your partner or your playmate is, is, um, prone prone to spiraling or is currently spiraling. Or is currently, is, um, altered sleep patterns, which I have altered sleep patterns, but that's just because I also have insomnia not necessarily due to, um, I have an ADD brain. And mm-hmm. my brain's just always blah, 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 blah. So that's where my insomnia comes from. But it's not necessarily that I'm always spiraling. I know I know when I spiral. Mm-hmm. And I have conquered most of that. But sleep patterns, um, either too much or not enough. Um, dramatic changes in sleep. Yep. Um, irritability. That, that can be <laughs> yes. a thing. Um, <laughs> loss of interest in, in whatever may be going on or mm-hmm. just, you know... Uh, either playing or whatever the current situation is. Um, social, 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 <laughs> social withdrawal, mm-hmm. loss of sexual desire, um, listening, um, always seeking out for support mm-hmm. or help, you know, those type of things. Those are just a few of the things. Um, now, um, I've I've heard um, spiraling compared to um, an avalanche, which I really liked that. Um, I was uh, going to get into that metaphor because, so basically, it's it's like an avalanche where you have the potential for, you know, a lot of snow and stuff to fall, mm-hmm. and all it takes is one tiny little thought mm-hmm. to set it off, and it could just be, if I don't get this report done, then I'm going to be fired. Mm-hmm. Well, then if I'm fired, then that means I'm going to, I'm going to lose my house because I can't pay mortgage. And then I'm, if I lose my house and that means I'm going to be homeless, which means I'll lose my car, which means I'll lose da, 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 you know, and then it keeps mm-hmm. going and going and going. So, so when I was spiraling, when I first was dealing with issues of my mom and things like that back in the time, um, and if you haven't heard that story, then there, that's something you can go out to kinky frame of mind and listen to. Um, for me, when I was spiraling and I didn't understand what was going on, I had to explain it to Don. And I said, it's my interpretation of this was, you know, the money machines that Mm -hmm. have those dollar bills and then they have fake dollar bills and, and it's spiraling in a tornado type of thing. Yep. So that is your brain and you have, the real money, nice green, bright green money. Then you have the fake money, which is kind of your empty thoughts. And then the negative. And that is where, you know, when it's at the bottom of the machine, there's someone can put money in constantly. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden someone lets in a red dollar bill. And as that is going, you know, the machine's powered up, ready to go. And you've got all your green thoughts going on. And then all of a sudden someone throws in a red one. And you're like, wait a minute, this bright red thing, I can see it. And it's just spiraling around and then you're mm-hmm. trying to catch it and you can't quite catch it because there's so much movement going on. And then you're like, oh my God, what happens if there's another one? All of a sudden, there's another one. And your green money starts turning to the red 
every time you start flipping out, where every time you think of another thought, and next thing you know, you're in a spiral of red, and it just keeps going around and around and around. You can see the power button on there, but you can't get to it. Mm-hmm. The only way you can do it is by sticking your hand out there and unplugging it, then emptying out all the negative thoughts and filling it back up with the green ones. Mm-hmm. And so all the negative red thoughts and filling it back up with the green ones. So it's, it's learning to know, okay, when that red one entered, what was that situation? What was that one triggering word, thought, experience that caused it? Mm-hmm. Then, and then it was... Because, because a lot of times something will happen that will trigger you, mm-hmm. like we talked about last episode, that will then cause a spiral. Yes. And so you have that one trigger that's in there spiraling around, and then next thing you know, it starts affecting the rest of the money, and it turns to red and then you have all these negative thoughts and it's just a constant spiral like a tornado and it's just going around and around and around and, and you, until you figure out where and how to stop it, mm-hmm. then take it out and go, okay, well, I don't need this dollar bill and this one's a good one and I'll keep that one and this one's bad thought and I'll get rid of this. Mm-hmm. Spiraling is definitely something that you have to work on. You have to be able yes. to break it down and stop where it's coming in from. So fill that hole plug it back in once you've got all the negative out, but stopping it, breaking it down and figuring out where the source of that spiral came from. Exactly. And conquering that. Exactly. Well, and before you can even get to the root of the spiral, you have to stop the spiral itself. Right. So in other words, unplug that machine. Exactly. Unplug that machine. And for a lot of people, um, people will spiral about negative thoughts, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's usually, it's usually negative connotations around anxiety, depression. If this happens, then this will happen. And then I'll do this and I'll be bad and I'm a bad person. And then I'm, you know, and I'm going to lose this. And, and it's always, it's always, you know, negative. Okay. Now, um, I have had to learn how to stop those, mm-hmm. you know, kinds of negative spirals Me too. before. Now, I can stop my ADD spirals sometimes, like when I'm just like kind of, oh, yeah, I need to do this. Oh, then I need to do this. Oh, then I need to do this. Those aren't necessarily negative ones. There's not negative spirals. I can stop those, but I found that I kind of don't like stopping those because that's just part of who I am. Mm -hmm. But the negative stuff, I do like to stop. Um, And one way to do that is um, trying to challenge, um, you know, kind of your thinking. Mm -hmm. So when you have a thought that um is negative say oh i missed a call from my mom that 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 must mean that you know she's mad at me now okay stop for a second Mm -hmm. and ask yourself break it down why is my mom why would my mom be mad at me because i didn't answer her call right okay this is where you start to break things down Mm -hmm. and then and, and challenging those what if she's not mad what if she's not mad at all and she understands that you weren't near your phone, you know, and, it, mm-hmm. and it's, it's challenging yourself to think of things in a different way. So stop right there. Mm-hmm. So to, when you, when people are breaking down or challenging these thoughts, instead of instantly going negative, mm-hmm. that's where you're saying, well, she's going to be mad at me because I didn't answer my phone because I wasn't near it, blah, blah, blah. You could say she's going to understand because, oh, I was at work and I was answering my phone or I was dealing with the kids and she's going to be like, oh, okay, no big deal. So I miss mom's phone call. She's not going to be mad. She'll just be like, okay, just text me or call me back when you can. So breaking it down, stopping it at that point. Mm-hmm. So, And trying to think of it from a positive view right. instead of a negative view. Right. So you then know? you can go on there. Well, and for a lot of people, 
Um, so there are two types of people in this world. A lot of people say you are a positive person or you're a negative person. Okay. The glass I, half full or the glass half empty. Yes. So to me, there's actually three people. There's, yes. there, there's your optimist, your pessimist, and your realist. Mm-hmm. Okay. So your optimist is always trying to, you know, look on the sunny side of things, find the silver lining. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your pessimist is always, you know, like it's doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. We're half oh, empty. Me. Yes. Eeyore. The, yeah. The realist is the one who looks at it and goes, you know, like the glass isn't half empty. The glass isn't half full. I drank half the glass. <laughs> you know or or it's like, really this is just what it is. it's not half empty because i just filled this one up over here mm-hmm. i yeah. mean you know <laughs> you know and and, and it, you are trying to be positive but then at the same time also understanding that it, not everything is always going to be sunshine and rainbows right um i am a pessimist at heart okay this this fact seems to surprise a lot of people when they meet me because i try very very hard to be an optimist Mm-hmm. I, at my core, I am not an optimist. If I if I were to just at, l- listen to my inner monologue, my inner knee jerk, I am a very big pessimist. I think I'm more of an optimist. I always will think about the worst case scenario every single time, mm-hmm. no matter what situation I'm in. I always think about okay, this is the worst that can happen. Mm-hmm. That that th- th- this is the worst thing that can happen. I'm a, I'm between a realist and optimist. Yeah, and and it's not necessarily that I'm expecting the worst thing to happen. But I'm I I'm half You're I'm half expecting it and half preparing not preparing for the worst. Mm-hmm. Yes, because I have learned over the course of my life that I save myself a lot of hurt if I think about the worst thing that could possibly happen, and I act as if it's going to happen at some point. Mm-hmm. Okay, now you're also one of those that has I, an argument in their head before that ever gets there. Yeah, I do. And and that's the funny thing is because I used to be that way until I started working through all that when I was dealing with my mom. I was very much that. But I have overcome a lot of that and I've worked through that. So now I feel like I'm more on the optimist side slash realist side because I can also just be real. Dawn is completely a realist. Yeah. And I, I try so hard to be an optimist because... I don't want to be jaded. I don't want to be that person that automatically assumes the worst of everyone and everything. And so I sometimes I'm a little naive and mm-hmm. I will give people the benefit of the doubt that maybe don't deserve the benefit of the doubt. Sometimes that's and, just trying to see the best in people, though. Yeah. And I will, you know, I, I try to think positive for everything. I still think about the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. OK, I still think about this is the worst that could happen. I'm going to prepare for that. But I'm going to hope that things turn out better. Mm-hmm. I'm going to plan as if they're not to help kind of protect myself down the road. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to act as if everything's going to be hunky-dory and everything's going to be fine and everything's going to turn out, you know, 100% better. Kind of like Don did with me. Okay. I know you're super excited about getting this puppy and I know there's this and I know you're, you're thinking all these things and you're going to do all this, but let's be real for a minute here <laughs> until we get this puppy. Don't get your hopes up too high. Cause then you'll have the letdown. I'm like, mm-hmm. yep. so yeah. So he kind of brings me back sometimes because sometimes I do get too high and then I do give the benefit of the doubt to too many people sometimes. And then I get burned. And this mm-hmm. is why sometimes I don't like people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually do, but well, it's one of those like you like people up to a point, and then when they, you know, burn you, then you're like, no, I'm done. But I'm also yes, I'm very much. 
you you get one chance with me and then I'm once I'm done I'm done cuz I'm just not going to take the time but yeah, whereas me, I, I give chances over and over and over and over and over. And, and over I and over tend and to do that as, as as well to a degree, um, to a degree, because mm-hmm. I want to see the best in you, because that's mm-hmm. what I'm looking for, and that's what I want to see in you, and I, I know you've got it in there. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you one, and then when I'm actually done, then, you know, it's either one more chance, sometimes two, sometimes if I have someone else's you know talking <laughs> then I'm like okay mm-hmm. yes I'll try to yapping in your ear mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep yeah and yeah so there is there are different people and everybody spirals a little differently yes and so if you know that you are a pessimist mm-hmm. okay you you know if you're a pessimist an optimist or a realist if you're listening to this you know which one you are okay you know you know which one you are okay mm-hmm. not which one you want to be you know which one you are all right like I want to be an optimist all the time I know I'm a pessimist, <laughs> but it's, if you know that you're a pessimist, okay. I know I'm a procrastinator. Oh yes. <laughs> I think people with ADD are like the great A procrastinators. Do you know what's funny is I didn't used to be a procrastinator, even though I've had ADD all my life, but that was because I had kids and I had to make sure everything was done. So I'd made sure I did it early, but now that I don't have my kids at home, I'm like, Blah, I'll get to it. <laughs> oh girl, I, per- I have per- perfected the art of procrastination since middle school. <laughs> I was great at that I, i'm actually that's the one part of my add it causes the ocd i want to be done with things early mm-hmm. so that's where that part kind of comes in but i've gotten a little bit more as i get older i procrastinate or as i like to say I, the hippie in me comes out and i'm like yeah let's just go with it we'll get to it it's whatever <laughs> so if you but back on our back on our mm-hmm. add tangent track So if you know that you're an optimist or you know that you're a pessimist or a realist Mm -hmm. and you know that you're prone to spiraling and you recognize that this is your thought pattern, okay, Mm -hmm. knowing that you're a pessimist, okay, and that you're going to be constantly thinking of these, that this this is what's negatively going to happen. This is what's negatively going to happen. You have to think of the opposite thoughts Mm -hmm. to confront yourself with that, to try and stop that pattern exactly stop that spiral in its tracks and 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 as the situation is going um because you know when I was dealing with my mom was also the same time that I was getting into the lifestyle and it that affected both sides of things because then of course then it's um as as we put it in in kinky fair mind my story of jealousy versus um, territorial mm-hmm. that caused a lot of spiraling because at the time I thought it was jealousy and until I actually was able to break it down to Don and and I told him the story of how I, I imagined it as as you know this territorial thing he mm-hmm. went ah so that was where we were able to stop a lot of my am I jealous of whatever situation or am I territorial mm-hmm. am I the, the fear of missing out or am I territorial mm-hmm. and, and and then it kind of plays into those and it can stop that from going into a negative thought of well, I'm just always jealous and it's just never going to get any better and, and blah blah and then you go into this negative mindset and you know you might have been at the top of your game and then all of a sudden you've spiraled and now you can't even get back up and you've got to find a way to quit letting negativity come back in and stop Mm -hmm. those thoughts. Well, and if you're not used to sitting with your thoughts, Mm -hmm. that, that can be hard too. 
you know, sit and, and trying to practice yoga or meditation, mm-hmm. try and be alone with your thoughts. Okay. Scary sometimes. It can be scary. It really can be. Mm-hmm. And honestly, you need to be able to listen to your thoughts without judging yourself for having those thoughts. Yes. Okay. Because if you're judging yourself for having negative thoughts and you think, Oh, I'm, I'm having negative thoughts. Oh, I'm so, I'm a bad person because I'm having those negative thoughts. And, you know, and then, and then I guess spiraled again. again, you're going to spiral because of that. You can't be that hard on yourself. You need all your thoughts, all your feelings are valid. Mm-hmm. They may not be accurate, right? They may not be correct, but they are valid. valid. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they are a feeling that you yes. are feeling. Yes. Be- just because you feel something, it doesn't mean that it's justified that you're feeling that way. Mm-hmm. It's valid that you're feeling that way. But then you need to d- determine, is this a feeling that is, again, justified? Like, is is this a feeling that is appropriate for the situation? Mm-hmm. Or am I blowing it out of proportion? So, for example, like, one of the situations was... Um, I wanted to go to a concert mm-hmm. and I, well, I, Don knew this. I wanted to go. I wanted to go. I wanted to go. I wanted to go. And Don's girlfriend was in town and she was able to get tickets and they went and I was pissed and I had to stop myself because I thought this almost sent me into a negative spiral and I had to stop myself. Okay. Why am I mad? Because I wanted to go. I wanted to go. Am I mad that he went? No. Am I mad that she got tickets for him? No. But I'm mad that they got to go and I didn't. And I was like, okay, but why does that make me mad? Because that was the one concert I wanted to go to and he knew. And, I, and then I thought, oh, here's the, the, the kicker. I didn't like saying this phrase. I wanted to be selfish and I wanted him to give me the tickets and those two miss it because mm-hmm. he knew how badly I wanted to go. He did not realize how badly I wanted to go and he thought I was mad at him. And I said, no, 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 let me stop you there. I said, I'm not mad at you. I'm mad that you went without me because I wanted to go. Not that you guys went. I'm, I'm glad that you guys got to go. So at least somebody got to go. At least you guys got to go. Mm-hmm. And I said, I was just a little more on the selfish but hurt side because that was the one concert I wanted to go to. I'm glad you guys got to go and got to experience it and he got free tickets. So I'm like, it's Hey, was, I just wanted to go too. Yes. And I, and it was, and I told him, I said, I wanted to be selfish. And I wanted to say, baby, here's some tickets. I know you really wanted to go, um, go get a friend and go. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted to happen, but that's not what happened. So I, I had to stop my negative thoughts because it wasn't that I was jealous of her. Mm-hmm. Or jealous that she got the tickets because then I had to stop myself. She didn't do it on purpose. She had no clue that I wanted to go. So it wasn't like she was trying to be, haha, spiteful. I'm going to do this. I'm going to take him and she can't go. It wasn't nothing like that. So I had to stop my thoughts because if I wouldn't have stopped him, it would have been me being resentful to him for going when really all it was is I wanted to be selfish and say, no, I wanted to go. And it really isn't even me being selfish. It was just me wanting to go mm-hmm. I, I wanted to go and hey he got tickets so mm-hmm. give them to me <laughs> and, exactly, exactly and so but so I had to stop myself and I had to say okay get out of your pissy ass attitude mm-hmm. get out of your woe is me you had your pity party for you know all of 
I, I think while he was there, I had my pity party. And as soon as he was done, I was like, well, did you have a good time? What happened? What, tell me all the details, you know. And then, you know, I was over it, but I had to let myself have my pity party. And it's exactly. okay. And that's okay. Exactly. To, you know, to be in those emotions. And, and to have and, yourself a pity party. But yes. to know, okay, when enough is enough. Mm-hmm. And to not let it affect everybody around you. You can have your pity party, but then go, okay, I'm done with that. Cause Let's move on. Because there's really, did, did it hurt me that they went? No. Did it affect my marriage? No. Did it affect anybody else around me negatively? No. no. It was nothing to that effect. All it was was, did I get to go? No. No. Mm-hmm. Am I hurt? No. Am I bummed? Yeah, my ass kind of hurts. I was a little butt hurt. But, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, but it wasn't anything that really, so I had to stop it because I could have gone into a complete, and then it could have caused a huge drawn-out fight mm-hmm. for something that was all of me unnecessary unnecessary and all because I wanted to be jealous and wanted to go mm-hmm. but I stopped myself and he's like are you upset that I went because at first when he said I'm gonna go I'm like okay fine and I don't normally use fine because <laughs> that's kind of one of Don's words have, have, have I told you what fine stands for um, no fine as an acronym stands for freaked out insecure neurotic and emotional mm. so when you say I'm fine yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, sure you are. <laughs> so, so that's, and that's one of Don's words. And I, and I said, no, that's fine. And he's like, um, <laughs> whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> and, and he knew that I was doing that. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm okay. Just go have fun. Mm-hmm. And so then I later on, he's like, okay, so are you mad? I'm like, no, no, I'm not mad, but hurt because I wanted to be selfish and go. Yes. But it's mm-hmm. not an issue. It's I'm okay with everything. We're good. He's like, okay, good. But it was just at that moment of having to break it down and had to stop my own negativity. Mm-hmm. But if you can't stop it, that's where the issues tend to come into play with well, other and people. You, and and that, that goes to finding your spiral source. So yes. when you start to have those negative emotions, okay, why are you, you know, like, like when you had that, you know, about the concert, it's like, okay, why are you that upset? Are you upset? Because, you know, and that figuring that out are you upset that he went no okay and starting to figure out mm-hmm. and, and get that down breakdown. yeah breaking that down and getting down to the root getting down to the source the source was me being jealous or, or uh, selfish FOMO. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it was fomo you were missing out and you didn't want to miss out and, and it was like and it wasn't even like the fear of missing out it was just you were like i'm missing out damn it i want right. to go because i hate the word fomo because it's not to me I, I wasn't it wasn't a fear of missing out i was I missing was out, missing out. Yeah, it was just mo <laughs> Mo, Mo. <laughs> fucking miss. It was F M O. Fucking yeah. missing out. <laughs> it was F Mo. Yeah. <laughs> so it is. It is one of those things. But it's finding that source is the biggest key. Mm-hmm. Well, and exactly. Once you figure out what you know has caused the spiral, then that's when you start addressing that. You know, I mean, think of it as you're trying to kill weeds in your garden. Okay. Mm-hmm. You don't want to just take scissors and just cut the weed at mm-hmm. at at the at the top of the soil. It'd be so easy. Because again, oh yeah, that's super easy. But then guess what? It comes back mm-hmm. because you left the roots. You have to pull it out of the out of the garden. You can't right. just cut the leaves off. You have to pull it out to get rid of it. Right. So how do you attack the source of your anxiety? For me, one of the best things that I've ever heard from a therapist um, was talking about we have two sides to our brain. We have our emotional brain and we have our logical brain. 
And in the middle, when we use both of them, we find wisdom. Mm-hmm. And that, that was, I think, probably the best thing I've ever heard. Because a lot of times your anxiety, is, is that logical or is that emotional? Most Emo- times it's, it's emotional. Yeah, it's emotional. Mm-hmm. So then to counteract that, you have to use your logical Logic. brain. Mm-hmm. Okay. So logically, and, and, I, and I've told this to, you know, Gabe multiple times. I've told this to my boyfriend multiple times when I'm, I'm having anxiety. I'll say, okay, look, this is how I feel. Mm-hmm. Logically, I know there's, th- there's no validity to... Mm-hmm. Whatever it is to, to the to the, this worry, this anxiety, this fear that I have. Mm-hmm. Okay, logically, I've looked at this and go, okay, that that's ridiculous. That's not going to happen. You know, for example, I've had I've had fears before, like, oh gosh, you know, um, uh, what was it? Um, I forgot to say goodnight one night to my boyfriend. Oh my gosh, she's going to break up with me. He hates me. He's going to leave me. And blah blah. You know, like, okay, that's stupid fear. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a fear. But it's a stupid one. Right. Logically, is my boyfriend going to break up with me because I didn't say goodnight to him? No. Mm-mm. Will he maybe be a little butt hurt that I didn't say goodnight to him? Yeah. Do I need to apologize because I didn't say goodnight to him? Yeah, probably. But is he going to, you know, is all, are all these negative thoughts that I've been thinking because I didn't say that, you know, will all this happen logically? No. Mm-mm. Okay. So using your logical brain to look at your emotions can be really hard mm-hmm. the first few times that you do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's very hard because you don't want to admit that you're either being selfish or that you have this stupid fear mm-hmm. in, or what you would consider to be a stupid fear. Like yours would be like, okay, that's a stupid fear because I know he's not going to break up with me because... I didn't say goodnight one night and I just passed the fuck out. Yeah. Like he's, he's not that petty. He's not no. going to do that. You know, like I've been with him long enough. I know, you know, right. but again, just because it's a stupid fear doesn't make it any less real or any less valid right. that I have it. Right. You know, so using that logical side of my brain has taken me a while to get to that point. What I had to start doing when I first started kind of confronting that side of myself to stop myself from spiraling Mm -hmm. was I had to do what um, my therapist called an emotional journal, where when I was in that, that spiral in that, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my Mm -hmm. God. I would take a piece of paper and I would write down everything I was feeling. I mean, literally just write Mm -hmm. every single thing I was feeling and I would just get it all out on paper and then I would put the paper away and I would just calm down. Right. Once I was calm, I'd go back and I'd read it because then at that point, the emotion has calmed. My logical brain has now come back from wherever it was hiding right? <laughs> and can now read what that emotional side of me wrote. And I'll be honest, there were times that my emotional side when I was writing that stuff out, I didn't realize that I was truly feeling until I looked back at it with my logical brain. Mm-hmm. And I was able to go, oh, that's my root fear. I didn't realize that I, like, because you don't really truly understand sometimes your fears until you put it on paper and you have it in front of you. Right. And you're analyzing it. And then I realized, oh, okay, that that's what I need to work on right there. That That fear I didn't realize was a fear. Okay, so I need to address this now. Right. And being able to do that or that hurt that hurt because that f- yeah because sometimes it's not it's not a fear it's a it's a hurt from like because i did that with my mother-in-law mm-hmm. with my mother-in-law, my mother mm-hmm. back when that was all going on and i mean i just if i would start having a moment i would just write and write and write and write until i couldn't write anymore until i was emotionally drained and done until i basically just then i would stop 
Because mm-hmm. you got it all out. Yep. And for me, I didn't have to always go back because a lot of mine was, I knew what I was writing. I could see it when I went. And so I didn't always have to go back. It was me letting go mm-hmm. and saying, I, you are no longer controlling me. That was my release. Yep, getting it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and a lot of times that that's, you know, kind of what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And honestly, and this kind of goes into our second kind of half of the episode, mm-hmm. which is talking about self-care. Right. Because, you know, trying to stop your spirals, to stop some of these things, you know, the way that we can kind of do that to try and help heal ourselves can be through self-care, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes self-care is getting some of that out, mm-hmm. venting to a friend, be- sitting down, writing it down on, you know, a piece mm-hmm. of paper, getting all of that emotion out. Before we go too far into that part, mm-hmm. um, I do want to say that the one whole reason for this episode is if you are in a relationship, a a spouse, a husband, mm-hmm. or whatever, wife. Yep, a dynamic of any kind, whatever. or play partners, or... And if there is spiraling coming about, and it leads to fights, or a distrust, or whatever, it needs to be broken down. Mm-hmm. Because if it's not broken down, it's only going to magnify, and it's going to make your little journey in this lifestyle, this kink style, whatever it is you are doing, the polyamorous side of things, it's going to make all of that so much more harder until you start breaking it down. Mm -hmm. If it is because you are jealous that maybe your spouse or partner or whatever doesn't give you enough attention, that needs to be broken down to that partner. Okay, as we go through this, if we want to continue on, we need to work on something that I need from you. It's mm. the, it's the, maybe it's your, you need more time or. Or like, maybe I need a special text every morning where right. it's not just a generic good morning. I need a good morning or baby or, yes. you know, some, just something. Which, and like, you know, when, when I was going through with this, my mom and I was dealing with Dawn and, and the lifestyle, I got to the point where I'm like, We've spent enough time with other people that I think we need to go on a date. Mm-hmm. And then I quickly learned that I need, I am a person that needs to have a date night with him every so often. Mm-hmm. And, it's and, not, and then you had to define what a date night was. Yes, because then we, we, we went about that. But it was, it's the fact that I don't need one all the time. Mm-hmm. But when I do, I'm like, I can feel it coming on. Like I'll start getting kind of, well, you're gone all the time okay, wait a minute, why did I just say that to him? Mm-hmm. Because I, okay, I'm okay with him being gone all the time, you know, or if he's going on dates or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. I'm typically okay, but if I'm starting to feel kind of edgy about that, I'm like, okay, why? Mm-hmm. I think I need a date night. And then that's me going, okay. And it could be once a month. It could be once every six months or three months or whatever. But I, I've learned to go, oh, wait a minute. Why did I just get bitchy at him for that? That was, this is no different than any other time. Why? And so I'm like, "Mm, I Mm -hmm. think it's, and you know, like we'll have little date nights or little get outs or whatever, but like a full on, okay, we're going old school date night kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, and so, and you know, like you and Don has made the point that where it's not necessarily his thing, 
but he'll take me to the movies on Sundays or something. And even though that's not a typical date night, that makes me happy. And that keeps me from getting so cranky about needing date nights. And not that he won't take me. Don't get me wrong. Because he no. would be that way in a heartbeat. If, you oh, know. Yeah. But I'm just saying, if I'm ever... I I also have to be able to communicate to him. Mm-hmm. And, and, comprehensively. And, and, and in a very comprehensively way. Because he's not going to know if I need a date night. He can't read my mind. Nope. I'm not sure I can read my mind. So, <laughs> so and, and until I say something then he's not going to know that. And you can't hold people to standards if you're not verbalizing those standards. Right. And so if if I need a date night once a month, then then that's what it's going to have to be. Mm-hmm. So back to the self-care part of things. Yes. And so when we're talking about self-care, again, it's kind of like the name implies you're taking care of yourself. Okay. Now that self-care can look different for everyone. Um, so for me, um, self-care looks like a quiet place away from my children, <laughs> away from my husband sometimes. Like I'm just, I'm by myself. Okay. Yeah. And I have a good book I and can, I just I see that and I just curl up with a good book and I just sit and I read and it's one of those things that that doesn't have, that does, I don't, I don't honestly get to do that very often. Right. I, I don't honestly get a quiet room by myself to just sit and read a book to my little heart's content. I don't get that very often. Right. So I have to find some other ways to do self-care. You know, maybe it's, you know, just running out to the store by myself for a little bit without the kids. Maybe it's cuddling up on the couch after the kids go to bed, you know, with Dawn or Gabe or good Lord, I can't. You can't get your mind straight on names tonight. No, I can't. So I'm sitting here. I'm looking at you going, Dawn, because Dawn and Sin, and like my brain's going, that's not right. <laughs> Good Lord. Your I'm boyfriend. Sorry, my, yeah. My boyfriend or my husband or, I mean, hell. I even mean, if you want to sit on the couch and cuddle with Dawn, I will we'll let you. <laughs> no, I'd rather cuddle with you, Sin. <laughs> cuddle with my bestie. I mean, we do but have girl nights. We do. Which is which is another. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's that's another form of self-care. You know, going out and having girls nights. And, and I'm going to be pissed off if this weekend comes and it rains like it fucking says it's supposed to. Oh, it better not. It better not. Because I'm going to be mad. We're, we're supposed to go kayaking, everybody. <laughs> yes. And y'all know how much I love to do that. And I have not got to go as much as I want this year. I know. And this will, this will be my first time kayaking. Like, I'm kind of excited about it. Yes. And I'm going to be mad if they're right. Just because that, that's that's part of your self-care is kayaking. Yes, it is. You know, it is. Water is my quiet place. Water mm-hmm. is my, I mean, my whole body just goes, oh. Yes. I mean, that's exactly mm-hmm. it. Just my my body, my brain. I could sit out there for hours in the water and I would think of nothing. Mm-hmm. And that that's me actually at my grandparents' farm out in the country, especially at night when it's so quiet and the stars come out and all you can hear is the crickets singing. It is the most peaceful thing in the world. It's the water for me. And I'm just, it is, it is, you, you will see what Don talks about when when he tells the story of us when we went to Branson on the kayak little trip thing mm-hmm. and he looks at me and says you find this relaxing <laughs> <laughs> yes I fucking do and i mean I, my heart is just boop, 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 and i would have never mm-hmm. in my right fucking mind ever thought i would have gone kayaking 
by myself mm-hmm. or period before. Mm-hmm. And now whitewater rafting, I will not do. Uh-uh. I, I have a fear of that. I mean, that's a dead on fear. Um, I'm afraid of rapids with that. I, I am too. I lost a brother to that, a stepbrother to that. Mm-hmm. And um, it scares me because I'm not a good swimmer. And what I think scares me more of anything on that that side tangent here is um, when I was younger, I was, when I was two, I was found face down in the water because my mom didn't watch me as a two-year-old. So then later on in life, my stepbrothers um, were trying to teach me how to swim and hold my breath because they knew of this story. And the one who tried to teach me for God or didn't comprehend that him being an older brother, stepbrother, has stronger lungs than I do. Uh oh. And I had asthma as a kid. And so he's holding his breath underwater. And I am flailing in the water, trying to hold my breath. And I start taking water in. Uh-oh. Scares me. Well, then shortly, a couple of years later, I lost the stepbrother too, you know. And anyways, so that scares me. I'm just like, mm, I can't. I can't like, nope, 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 nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I won't. I won't even try it. Don't even. It doesn't look fun to me. Mm-mm. It doesn't. And I am a klutz, so I know I would be the one that would pop off the side of that raft <laughs> and be like, "Bye, <laughs> bye, say, come back for me." <laughs> so, but I could sit on a lazy river. I could oh, yes. sit. I could go. I could go on float trips. Yes. I mean, just. I could sit at the fucking pool all day. I don't care. It's water. It's the water. Mm-hmm. Just. Yep. Nope. I, I enjoy, I enjoy swimming. Um, I swam on the, um, swim team in high school. And one of my favorite things to do was swim the 500, which is 20 laps going back and forth, back and forth, I back and forth. Could, I and will, I will, I will float right next to you while you swim your 20 laps. Well, and it's one of those <laughs> things like I may not be very fast, but to me, once I get in my rhythm, it, it literally, it's just so calming because it's just stroke, stroke, turn, stroke, stroke. See, you I, know, I, I just swim, swim. And like my brain just kind of can shut off. I, I, I had taught myself. I mean, I can swim, but not long periods. I cannot. Mm-hmm. I, I don't float. I, I, so I can swim, just not for very long. And mm-hmm. if I get too far out into deep water, I will get a little panicky if... I realize I've been out here for too long because I don't tread water very well. Mm-hmm. I can swim, but I will get worn out quickly. Yeah. But put me, you want me to swim with you 20 laps? Give me a life jacket and I will swim 20 laps with you. Yep. But I'll be there. Yep. And, and, and it don't matter what I'm doing in the water. It's just the water. Mm-hmm. So that's my calm. Well, and each person, you need to find your own calm, whatever that looks like, whether it's like laying, you know, drawing a nice warm bubble bath and relaxing in a bubble bath. That's Don. You know, oh, yeah. I. <laughs> he is a bath guy, isn't yes, he? Yes, he is. Well, and then, you know, for some people, it's, you know, going on walks, going on, you know, a hike. Some For some people, it's running, you know. Um, for, for for my <sighs> dad, th- this this has always blown my mind. Self-care for my dad. He is, works in the aviation industry. He has for many decades. The way he relaxes... He goes and does physical labor. I don't get that. And, and like part of me gets that. I mean, I kind of get it because he's in an office all day and he's just talking and he's not doing really much physical things. 
But for him, when he says he goes on vacation, he goes to my grandparents' cattle farm and does manual labor for like 14 hours a day for seven days. And I'm like, how is that? That's like my father. Relaxing. Like, I don't understand. (laughs) Like, to me, if you tell me go on vacation to relax, I'm going to take a book and like go sit out by the pool and like read a book and have a drink and like just do nothing and be lazy. But for, but you know, for everybody it's different for some people being physically active Mm -hmm. is a form of relaxation and a form of self care. My physical activity is different than like that. Like, you know, kayaking is activity. Mm -hmm. Don cooks. Mm -hmm. He loves to cook. He loves to smoke, especially if it's, me, and but by smoke, we don't we don't mean cigarettes or cigars no. or anything like that. Like, We're talking about smoking meat. <laughs> yes, he has his own smoke shack out back. You know, he's got smokers and grills. I was, like, I was gonna say, how many does he have now? Like a dozen or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, those are his calms. Those are his peaceful places. And golf for him. I love to play golf too. But that's an actual a physical activity. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not as physical. Some, but it's but it is. It's one of those things that's a calming effect. But. Mm-hmm. Well, and each person has to find your own, um, you know, things to do for self-care. And whether once, it's massage or... Yeah, or yoga or meditation, you know, something that you find that helps, you know, for self-care and things mm-hmm. like that. Whenever you're finding yourself spiraling um, and things like that, once you've identified that and you've gotten yourself, you know, kind of out of that, then do some of the things that you have identified to take care of yourself Mm -hmm. with self-care, you know, you know, maybe it's, you go and you have a glass of wine with a girlfriend. Maybe it's, you know, you go and you get a pint of ice cream and you eat it while watching Legally Blonde or something, Mm -hmm. you know, like just something that classes. Exactly. Do do one of those, you know, like Pinot's palette or, you know, like the, the paint and wine things Mm -hmm. or, you know, do, do something that relaxes you and can kind of reset you a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know, get you back to that, you know, kind of calmer, positive place rather than that anxiety, spirally mm-hmm. negative, but you know, really kind of it's place. something that the self-care is something to do on, on a regular basis. So yes. that way you don't get to such a negative spot in your life. Yes. Um, and, and it is easier when you're taking care of yourself. And I know it's hard for a lot of us to, to want to take care of ourselves, especially moms. Our first thing is to start taking care of everybody else. And I'm not saying that if you're not a mom that you don't have that or if you're not a dad, you don't have that because you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just some people show it differently. And and even if you don't have kids, if you are the type of person that's going to put everybody first, mm-hmm. you when it comes to self-care, you do need to try and put yourself first. And you may not think of it as, OK, I'm putting me first. Say I'm putting my body first okay or my mind yeah or my mind I'm I'm putting you know the well-being of my brain the well-being of my body first and I'm going to take care of this mm-hmm. because if you're used and you like to take care of other people and you're used to taking care of other people you can't continue taking care of other people if you haven't taken care of yourself exactly. first it's like that analogy on the airplane if something's going on wrong on the airplane and the oxygen mask dropped down you put yours on first before you help put on someone else's mm-hmm. okay because if you're helping someone put on theirs and you don't have yours on you can pass out from a lack of oxygen first before you even get to that point right versus once you put yours on you can help everyone around you put theirs on right so you know to take care of yourself is also to help take care of other people exactly 
Exactly. So. so with that, guys, I hope that you've taken something from this and that you, you know, have learned to maybe handle your spirals or to, to know that it's okay to have them in this lifestyle because mm-hmm. in this lifestyle, we do live under a microscope and we, we do... do we're micromanaged. Everything is magnified yes. in this lifestyle. And, you know, if you guys have different techniques for self-care, um, different techniques for stopping, you know, a spiral, mm-hmm. you know, please let us know. Reach out to us. You know, we're on Twitter, um, Zinful Ladies. We're um, Instagram, Sinful.Ladies. And, you know, uh, Gmail, SinfulLadies at gmail.com. You right. know, reach out to us. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you guys. Exactly. And as always, if you guys have any questions or any um, suggestions for any topics that you would like to uh, like us to talk about or, you know, you have a situation that you would like our opinion on, please mm-hmm. email us, write in, and let us know. And, you know, it, it, it is one of those things that whether people want to admit it or not, spiraling happens with most everybody. Yes. Especially in this lifestyle because there are a lot of un, um, unconventional things that go on. It is yes. hard to sometimes share a partner or share time or those type of things. And, and you've, you've got to learn how to do that. Or, or, you know, maybe the partner does something with someone else that you're like, ooh, I don't get that. How come I don't get that? Or, mm-hmm. you know, and then breaking things down. If you need help or advice on how to do those things. Um, we're not pros. We're not anything. But, you know, we've lived life and mm-hmm. we've dealt with things. And we've dealt with people who've had things. And, you know, so it, it is one of those things where it's just our opinion, our but we're more than welcome yeah, to help. Yeah, it's, it's just our viewpoint on mm-hmm. and everything, you know. And if you guys have, you know, any thoughts, any um, questions, opinions, if you want advice, just reach yes. out to us. We'd love to to chat with you, that's for sure. And, you know, I know a lot of people who their their best way to do self-care is to have sex. I mean, that is a great stress. That's a great self-care right there. <laughs> I, like, I like people whose self-care is let's have sex. Hit me. If your way of self-care is having sex... Email Lady Croft, okay, <laughs> at sinfulladies at gmail.com. I want to hear about all of your self-care. I want to, yes, let's do this. I challenge <laughs> y'all. Yeah, yeah. Email us. Tell tell Miss Sin and Lady Croft all about your, your self-care. And then we'll share the stories. Episodes. Yes, please. Okay, this this is going to be that, like that whole Cinemax, you know, the love stories sharing, show oh, yeah. shared. It's, I don't, whatever movie that was, or yeah. show. They talk about the love stories. Let's do it. Let's do it, guys. Yeah, let, let's do it, everybody. <laughs> yeah. So with that, guys. Stay I, sinful. Uh-huh.